Josh Heupel kicked off game week with his Monday press conference. What were some of the big things that he had to say about the Virginia Cavaliers and his team? As again, now we're in game week for the 2023 season. That and a whole lot more. It's your Tuesday Locked On Balls. You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. Welcome into it. This is Locked On Balls. It is your team every single day, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Shout out every dayers for making Locked On Balls your first listen. I am your host, Eric Kane. Uh, this episode is brought to you in part by FanDuel Sportsbook. Official sportsbook on Locked On. Make every moment more right now with FanDuel. It's new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed by visiting FanDuel.com slash Locked On to go ahead and get started. That uh, spread for... University of Tennessee and Virginia, 27.5 in favor of the good guys. That total, 57.5 as of Monday afternoon. So uh, go ahead and get in your bets for this weekend over at FanDuel Sportsbook for the University of Tennessee or whatever you want to do there. Uh, Tons and tons of college football because college football starts and started this past weekend, but week one is here and couldn't be more thrilled about that. Uh, We're going to get into the opening press conference for game week that happened Monday afternoon. What did Josh Heupel have to say? Aaron Beasley, Tennessee linebacker, your mailbag questions, and then a position preview for the defensive line. That's coming up all here today on a Tuesday Locked on Balls. So let's go ahead and get into it. What all did Josh Heupel and Aaron Beasley have to say? Danico Slaughter also spoke as well uh, in that Monday press conference. It's at the point now where you pick up on these themes, you you, you see coaches, and you, you watch players you know, talk to the media in front of a microphone, and then you talk to some of these guys outside of a media setting in the hallways or whatever, and you get the common theme like, hey, it's, it's football time. It's time to go and play somebody else. Uh, we've been beating the crap out of each other in camp. We've been scrimmaging against one another, inter-squad scrimmages, 11-on-11s, you know, that type of stuff in practice every single day. It is time to get out there and get after somebody else. And Tennessee will get that opportunity with Virginia on Saturday. We'll continue to break down Virginia as the week goes on. My official game preview will be on Friday, so you have to, uh, time to look forward to that. Wednesday, I'll be talking with Boogie Bentley of the uh, Talking Vols Network. Looking forward to that. And... um but first, we'll discuss what Josh Heupel kind of said here. I I asked him about Tony Musket, uh, quarterback named starter for Virginia. He's coming over from FCS Monmouth, Monmouth, and he is replacing Brendan Armstrong, who left via the transfer portal to go to NC State. Uh, what does he present? What are the challenges? What does he do well that Tennessee defense is going to have to be on the lookout for? Here's Josh Heupel on Virginia's starting quarterback, Tony Musket. Yeah, been a really good decision maker, uh, thrown for a bunch of yards. Um, you know, has good uh, pocket awareness. You know, him being in week one, year one within their system. Um, you know, what are the new things that they do to try to put him in a position? We'll find out on game day. Um, but a guy that's played, you know, really good football at a high level and been a good decision maker. So for us, we got to do a great job of, of handling the run game. Uh, we got to apply pressure. That can be with our pressure package, but it can also just be with our front four. We got to make him uncomfortable inside the pocket. Yeah, Tony Musk had 1,997 yards, 17 touchdowns, eight interceptions a season ago. Didn't throw for 2,000 yards, but a pretty talented player. And, you know, Virginia, I'll get into it later in the week, but man, not very good offensively whatsoever. And tons and tons of turnover uh, from that unit a season ago. Top four wide receivers are gone. 
four offensive linemen with starting experience gone. Quarterback Brennan Armstrong, who was the team's leading rusher as well, gone. Um, defensively, much better, specifically in the front seven. But uh, anyway, uh, a lot of turnover on that offensive side. And before I go any further, I, just, I do just want to take a moment. You know, we get so caught up in you know football, and it's it's the start of the season, and oh, you just see Tennessee's playing Virginia, and you're so excited about the game. Uh, but let's not forget the tragedy that took place with the Virginia football team in November uh, of last year. You know, three players fatally shot and killed, and um, heartbreaking, heartbreaking, and resulted in their final two regular season games being canceled. And just trying to come back from that and and not not forget those guys, <laughs> definitely not forget those guys. Uh, Tony, Vi excuse me, I'm mixing my sports here. Uh, Josh Heupel, not Tony Vitello. Josh Heupel said in Monday's press conference that. Uh, they're going to have a moment of silence before kickoff, and, and Tennessee's going to wear the decals of the th of the numbers of the three Virginia football players who uh, were killed last year. So I, I think that's a nice gesture. But rooting for Virginia, you know, getting back out there and, and, and trying to play some inspired football, but um, cannot be easy when some of your teammates and your brothers, you know, are gone like that. So good to see Virginia back out there and playing football. I do want to say that. Uh, that was Tony Vot. God, I did it again. What am I doing here? I'm the Tennessee uh, beat writer for uh, VolQuest.com for the baseball team. I don't know why I've said Tony Vitello twice this week. As you can tell, it's it's game week, and I'm going a million different directions. That was Josh Heupel on Virginia quarterback Tony Muskets. What about linebacker Aaron Beasley on Tony Muskets and a little bit about what that offense does that he's been watching film. Uh, here's Tennessee linebacker Aaron Beasley. Yeah, um, the quarterback from Monmouth, um, I think it was a small D2 school, I want to say. I'm not sure. Um, I like him a lot. Um, he's a really good player. Looks like a, he, he wants to win a lot, so... Um, Really excited to play him. Um, they do a lot of, they like to do a lot of motions. They like to, you know, try to try to get the ball on the perimeter to get you out out leverage, and that way um, do a lot of play action, a lot of boots. Um, they'll take their shots. Um, it should be a good challenge for us for sure. So a nice scouting report there by Aaron Beasley. But at the end of the day, you, we don't truly know what Virginia is going to be like. Um, new personnel, new quarterback, game one. Same thing can be said for Tennessee. I mean, we know what the system's going to be, but what you know, tweaks and wrinkles will it have for Josh or Josh Heupel will have for Joe Milton instead of Hendon Hooker? We don't know yet. You know, we'll find out as weeks go on. Of course, they'll put in new wrinkles, you know, each week for the game plan, but it's going to be week one. So we don't truly know what Virginia is going to kind of look like and, and what they're going to kind of base, you know, their scheme around because it's all kind of brand new. Uh, but that was a good in-depth look, uh, you know, on on film, spring game, some some last year Virginia from Tennessee linebacker Aaron Beasley, trying to get out on the perimeter, trying to outflank you, trying to uh, use speed and stuff like that, trying to confuse you, misdirection, bootlegs, play action, stuff like that. So I'd expect that a lot for the Tennessee defense. Uh, moving on, Josh Heupel was asked about rotation. How realistic is it going to be about the defensive backs? Heavy rotation there, and of course, the offensive line. A lot of ores on that Tennessee depth chart. 16, in fact. <laughs> I told you guys there'd be a lot of ore. The ore would be the most famous player on that depth chart. Um, so a lot of, you know, a lot, lot of ores in the defensive backfield and on the offensive line. And kind of how realistic is a rotation for those positions? Josh Hopper was asked that, and here's how he answered first, discussing the defensive back rotation. You know, the, the second level, or second and third levels, I should say, we got nicked up a little bit um, in, in the middle part of training camp. I know you guys saw a little bit of that. Those guys are all back and healthy. They've been with us all of last week as well. Gotten really good work. Uh, that gives us the ability to, to rotate on the back end. Um, you know, 
we have a plan. We'll see how it unfolds on, on game day, but expect to see a lot of people uh, rotating in, uh, strip corner safety and the nickel spot. Yeah, uh, well, I do feel good about you know the, the development of our young guys. Uh, some of the guys that have had experience uh, plan on uh, rotating some of those guys um, at the guards and tackle position on this first one as well. Josh Heupel on uh, the defensive backfield and offensive line there towards the end. And I like what he said in there. You know, we have a game plan. Now, the game can dictate if you get to all those guys. But I, I do expect there to be a heavy dose of, uh, you know, mixing and matching in the defensive backfield. Um, obviously, if it's a blowout, then you want to see everybody play. But, like, you know, what does drive two, drive three, drive four look like for, you know, that defensive backfield? Will they... <laughs> You know, will will Brandon Turnage get a look, or will you know Gabe Judy Lolly be in there with the the you know the the second series, whatever the case may be? And of course, Kamal Haddon, how much can he play? He's been banged up a little bit, but he, he'll be a starting cornerback uh, when healthy on this football team. So, want to play some of those clips. Those are you know more the note the more newsworthy ones of notes, and um, of course, we'll continue to break down Virginia all week long. Little Ward Wednesday coming up tomorrow. Uh, Boogie Bentley on Thursday, my preview. I think I said Wednesday earlier. I apologize. Boogie Bentley on Thursday, my preview on Friday. Maybe we'll get a crossover um, uh, segment or two as the week goes on. Uh, game week is here, and I can't wait. I, I love, love, love this podcast during football season. It is a whole lot of fun. Uh, when we come back, I'll answer your mailbag questions for you everydayers right here on Locked On Balls. But hey, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions about your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries that empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major traumas. Therapy can be... Uh, literally for anyone. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, I encourage you to give BetterHelp a try today. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on college. Let therapy be your map with better help. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back into your Tuesday edition of Locked On Vols. Appreciate you guys for being here. And today is your show. Every day you can send in your questions your comments, your concerns, whatever you guys have, and I will do my best to answer those questions. And we got a lot in here today, so I can't thank you enough. We'll go ahead and get started. We'll hit my DM at underscore Kaner first, and we'll start with Willie the Kid. Willie the Kid wants to know, do you think Charles Campbell is an upgrade compared to Chase McGrath? Also, will the kick return game play more aggressive this season and put a playmaker back there and let them take some risk instead of being conservative like last year? 
Um, yeah. So I think in terms of kick returning, I think Cam Selden's going to be your kick returner, a true freshman, and I think he's a playmaker. I think they're going to put him back there for a reason. Um, your other kick returner would be D. Williams, and of course, D. Williams is already a dangerous punt returner. So uh, I do think that they're going to be a little bit more pedal to the metal in the kick return game. Now, you know, last year with Jimmy Holiday, they were very conservative. Two years ago with Valus Jones. You know, pedal to the metal. So I think you're going to see more of that like in 2021. Uh, Campbell. Do I think Charles Campbell, the transfer kicker from the Big Ten, is an upgrade over Chase McGrath? Um, We'll see. Chase McGrath was a solid kicker here for Tennessee. And a lot of times, you know, I, I never talked bad about him, but I wasn't a big Chase McGrath uh, believer simply because he didn't have the strongest leg. Uh, that doesn't mean he didn't make some big-time kicks. Obviously, you know, won that game against Alabama. Uh, that was huge. He he made a you know a lot of big time field goals for Tennessee. I think Charles Campbell's leg is much stronger. I think that you'll see Tennessee attempt more fifty you know plus yarders potentially, you know with Charles Campbell because I think he can he has the leg to do that. Now, Char- uh, Chase McGrath was was a pretty accurate kicker, right? Uh, over eighty percent of his field goals made while he was at Tennessee. So let's see how accurate Charles Campbell's is, Campbell is. But I think it is a really really nice option to replace Chase McGrath, and we'll see exactly if he's better. Uh, We'll go on now to Drew, and Drew wants to know, with Tim Banks working a lot, looks like he's working a lot more with the corners during fall camp, it feels like it's make or break year for Willie Martinez. I feel like at the secondary, particularly the corners, don't show vast improvement this year, then old Willie boy could be sent out down the road. What do you think about this? Um, Well, first of all, Tim Banks... And Willie Martinez, they coach the defensive backfield together. You know, Tim Banks is the D.C., so he has final say. Uh, but Tim Banks works with the safeties and the star. And Willie Martinez works with the corners. So that those are their specific position groups. Um, how I'll answer that, you know, to, uh, TBD. But I will say this. Coaches got raises and extension this past offseason. On the defensive side of the football, Willie Martinez got a raise but he was the only coach that did not get an extension. This is his last year under contract, if I'm not mistaken. So in that sense, yeah, uh, you know, if, it, if it's not very good, then I I don't know if his contract will be renewed. We'll see. Uh, he did get a raise, but he was the only one on the defensive side of the football uh, who received changes to their contract that did not receive an extension. So that's kind of how I will answer that. We'll go to Ethan next. Ethan says... Um, just want to let it be known I'm all in on Jalen Wright this year. I think he could play himself into being a draft pick this year. But with that being said, who gets the first handoff? Who starts this year? First snap, small or right? Um, I'm all in on Jalen Wright as well. I think he's going to be a big time player. But it's funny, yeah, because like I, you know, if, I, if I'm a if I'm a betting man right now, I'm probably betting Jabari Small to get the first carry of the season. Um, I could be completely wrong. Again, all the talks from Jalen Rodden fall camp. He's had a great offseason. Everybody you talked to said he separated himself. But Jabari Small has been that RB1. Let me get that first carry guy for each of the past three seasons. So wouldn't shock me at all if Jabari Small gets the first carry of the season. But I do believe Jalen Wright is going to get more touches, a whole lot more touches. And if he has the hot hand, he'll stay in. I think that's the biggest thing. I'll say Jabari Small, but both of those guys are going to play a ton of football. Uh, Ethan, good question. We'll go to Dalton next. Just kidding. We'll go to Dylan. Can't read my own writing. Uh, which one would hurt worse, dropping one to Kentucky or dropping one to South Carolina this year? Great question. So I think anytime Tennessee is to lose to Kentucky, that hurts worse because historically Tennessee has dominated that series. Now, I do think that the more challenging game this year is Kentucky on the road. 
South Carolina, I understand what happened last year. The game's in Neyland. Tennessee's going to have revenge on its mind. I think Tennessee gets that done. Um, it's going to be a challenge at Kroger Field, in my opinion. Better quarterback, solid offense. If they can block for Leary, I think, uh, you know, watch out. I think that could be a dangerous unit back with Leon Coam. Uh, we'll see, of course. You know, Devin Leary, you know, before anybody really knew who he was, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the country at NC State in 2021. So we'll see. So I would answer that question, Kentucky, simply because that's your rival, and that's a game in the series that Tennessee typically doesn't lose. Great question, um, but I will say Kentucky. Uh, we'll go over to some tweets you guys sent in. We'll go to my bookmarks. Always bookmark those. We'll go with Seth. If you were making the call, what three wide receivers would you start Saturday out of the big four? Um, if it were me, Brew McCoy and Ramel Keaton, no matter what are on the outside, I'd go Dante Thornton in the slot because I think – Dante Thornton is an NFL receiver. That's my bold take, if you will, preseason. Dante Thornton, because I think he is an NFL wide receiver. If you were calling plays, would you run the same plays we ran last year with Hooker or make some changes to the play calling to fit Joe and his arm body better? Uh, also, would you bet UT to cover? Good questions. Um, You kind of answered that question for yourself, and that's kind of where I was going to, for it. The scheme will be the same. The tempo will be the same. The concepts will be the same, but they will tailor the play calling to the strengths of Joe Milton. And it might you might not all see that in week one, but as the season goes on, they will call a game that tailors Joe Milton more. So a good question there. And would you bet UT to cover? If you're watching on YouTube, you see on the bottom line here, I put 27.5 point favorites by FanDuel. The total is at 57.5. Uh, that is as of Monday afternoon. Um, my rule, again, I am not a, a, you know, a consultant when it comes to this, but my rule is four touchdowns is too much especially for week one, because we just don't know what we're going to get in Virginia. I think Tennessee's going to win comfortably. I think Tennessee should win comfortably. But, I mean, if you win by 27 and a half, that means you're winning by four touchdowns. That, that's a lot. So, for me personally, I wouldn't. That does not mean Tennessee won't blow the doors off this game, win by 24-25, or they could win by 35-40. You know, but I just me, that's a lot to cover. So, that's how I'd answer that. Seth, I appreciate it. We'll go to Jared here. What's more likely for us against Virginia this weekend? One scoring 35-plus points, defensive shutout, three-plus sacks. Joe throws four-plus touchdowns. Joe throws his first interception. All the above, none of the above. Um, Well, I mean, an interception's a football play, right? So, I mean, Joe Milton could throw four touchdowns and have a pick. Um, Yeah, that kind of answered both of those. So, I mean, like an interception's very likely just because that's a football play. I mean, you know, Peyton Manning throws interceptions too, right? Joe Milton has never thrown an interception in Tennessee, though. That is interesting. Um, I will say three-plus sacks. I think Tennessee can get that done. A lot of turnover on the offensive line for Virginia. I think Tennessee can do that. I'm not expecting a defensive shutout, and I could see Tennessee scoring 35-plus points, but I'll go three-plus sacks. I think that is a good number for Tennessee, and I could see that happening more than, than anything else. Uh, we got two more. We'll go to Hunter here. Let's say Tennessee finishes with nine-plus wins and Venable Sooners finish worse than last year's record of 6-7. and seven. Would Tennessee be at risk of losing Heupel to his alma mater in Oklahoma? That question will always be there, and my simple answer will always be this. As long as Bob Stoops is around that program, Josh Hopper won't go anywhere near it. Now, Bob Stoops is no longer the head coach there. I get it. Bob Stoops is doing some other things and coaching minor league football and all that. But Bob Stoops has very much still got his stamp on that program. And Josh Heupel and Bob Stoops do not like each other. Even if Stoops wasn't a factor. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think he loves his, he loved his time there and everything. But, 
you know, this is home and what he's building and turning around here at Tennessee. I think that's special to him. So I'll say no, but you can never count out the alma mater. But I will say no, I, especially with Stoop still kind of lurking around that program. Uh, we'll go. I actually got two more. I lied. We'll go here to Bruce on the loose. What will we? What should we look for this Saturday? What would you like to see? A big time Tennessee win. I think that'd be good. I want to see the defense uh, come out and really put on a show. Now, again, uh, you know the the offense. Virginia it, it, this isn't Austin P. Okay, it's it's a Power Five program, but. You're going to see a lot better offensive lines and a lot of better units in the Southeastern Conference. Just just facts, right? So I would like to see all this talk about the defense taking a step and all this talk about the depth and all this talk about how the defense has you know, had a really, really good camp. I want to see it on display. I want to see some turnovers. Love to see defensive score, but I want to see the defense shine more than anything. Uh, offensively, I want to see the tempo, that it, there's no ifs, ands, buts about it, even though Cooper Mays, I don't believe, is going to play. I want to see Joe Milton have a turnover-free game. And I don't want to see Joe Milton hang on to the football and be indecisive. I want to see him make the right decisions and be quick about it. That's kind of what I want to see there. Last one, it goes to Zachary uh, on the YouTube channel. My question is, what is your favorite game day traditions at the game or at home? Well, my game day traditions have kind of changed now that I'm covering the games, obviously. Uh, before I was a media member, man, I love to go down there and tailgate, have fun, throw a few back, uh, you know, enjoy the company of some friends. You know, go into that stadium and then go find some place on the on the strip, uh, RIP, right? The strip, and uh, you know, watch some more football games. Now that I'm a media member, I like to get up and watch College Game Day. Uh, kind of set the scene. If it's a if it's a late game, like a night game, I like to watch a big portion of the noon start games, and then I like to get to the stadium, walk around, you know, meet and greet, say hello to everybody in the press box. All these guys you only see a couple of times a year, and you see them in the UT press box. So I want to see all that. And then kind of get into work mode, right? Uh, I sit up there in the, the stadium with my binoculars. I'll watch who comes out there. I'm checking injuries, all that type of stuff. And then from there, it's just work, work, work. So uh, much like you, I like to watch a little football to begin my day and then get over to the stadium as quick as I can. Uh, as always, guys, appreciate you guys for uh, getting in those mailbag questions. Every dayers, when you get to take over the show, every Tuesday right here on Locked on Vols. Hey, when we come back, we'll briefly get into the defensive line. And I'll tell you my what I'm expecting out of that position with our position preview, the defensive line. That's coming up next right here on Locked On Balls. But as always, guys, I want to see about our proud sponsor of the show, and that is FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 to get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. I'm going to read that again because that's pretty cool. All customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's not bad right there. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. I was talking about Tennessee's game. As of Monday afternoon, the good guys are favored by 27.5 points. That total sitting at 57.5. Let's take the over. Let's have some fun here, see some points. That's Tennessee and Virginia. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, its official partner of the NFL. All right, guys and gals, one more segment left here this Tuesday edition of Locked On Vols. Ward Wednesday coming up tomorrow. Boogie Bentley on Thursday. My preview coming up on Friday. We are off and running for Tennessee football game week. 
against the Virginia Cavaliers coming up Saturday, noon Eastern. Your boy's going to be in-house at Nissan Stadium for the lovely 11 a.m. local time kick. Can't wait for that, right? Um, Tennessee put out a step chart, and I tweeted it out there. You guys probably saw some of that. Uh, you might have seen it somewhere else on Facebook or social media or whatever. Again, there's a method of the madness, okay? We projected the 2D uh, depth chart on yesterday's show, and a lot of it was mainly accurate. But, I mean, there's some positions that have two guys. There's some positions that have four guys, a lot of oars. Um, you know, you're dealing with young guys. You don't want to run anybody off. You don't want to discourage anybody that you you might be counting on later this season. But, um, you know, you, you don't want them to get down on themselves and not have any confidence and you know, when that time comes that you might need them, they, they just don't have any confidence in themselves. And also, I'll, I'll point this out as well. You know, we get this. You're watching on YouTube. Here's the depth chart that we got from Tennessee yesterday. Like, this isn't, this isn't news to these players. Like, they're not logging on Twitter and seeing at underscore Kane or tweeting out the depth chart. Like, they go in their position groups, you know, for meetings and out on the practice field. They know where they stand, okay? So this isn't breaking any news here. But, I mean, for, for example, like, you have at the quarterback position, you have Joe Milton. And then there's three backups listed there. Why list three backups? It's Joe Milton, it's Nico Iamaliaba, move on. You know what I'm saying? But for left, but for tight end, you have Jacob Warren or McAllen Castles. Why isn't Ethan Davis listed there? Ethan Davis is going to play. Like, it just doesn't really make sense. But anyway, I digress. Um, let's look at the defensive line, all right? This is a deep, experienced group. Uh, but it's a group that needs to get after the quarterback consistently from the front four. We've talked about it all offseason truly believe that if Tennessee takes a step in the secondary, it's because the front four can get after the passer without having to send a blitzer from the second or the third layer of the defense. Uh, we'll start that Leo position. Um, <laughs> I wrote about this at VolQuest.com the other day. Like when you start the Leo position, the name that immediately comes to mind, James Pierce, Joshua Josephs, Caleb Herring. Why? Because they are high upside guys, long, explosive Okay, like sky's the limit for those three guys. But Roman Harrison's going to be your starter. He's short, compact, he first guy off the bus type guy. Um, and he's played a ton of snaps for Tennessee. He's had a really, really good offseason. He started to come through there towards the end of last year. If he can finish in the backfield, I think Tennessee can be often, and I think Tennessee can have something in Roman Harrison here in his fifth year. But regardless, again, because, um, you know, because, because, um, I lost my train of thought. This is super embarrassing because defensive line is such a rotational position and because there's different personnel packages, you know, down and distance and all that type of stuff, you'll see multiple Leos on the field at the same time. You know, Roman Harrison, Joshua Joseph, James Pierce, all those guys. So um, that's kind of the look at the Leo position. I'm super thrilled about the Leo position. I'm excited to see how that group can try to, um, you know, pick up the slack from Byron Young leaving to the NFL and uh, I'm excited to see what that looks like. Let's go inside to the defensive tackles, interior. Now, a little bit thin now, okay? Elijah Simmons, um, he's going to be out a minute, all right? I expect Josh Heupel to maybe in this Thursday press conference to give us an exact timeline, but you guys who are subscribers to VolQuest.com heard about this last week. Elijah Simmons is going to be out a minute, all right? And um, you're a little thin at the defensive tackle position. Amari Thomas and Omar Norman Lott are going to be your two starters, if you will. Bryson Eason's going to play a ton. Karak Garland's going to be in there and play some. And honestly, defensive tackle bodies, that's all you got. Freshman David Hobbs is going to get some run there. Uh, he's got his weight up close to around 300, so that's good. David Hobbs is going to play and be in the rotation. But you really want Elijah Simmons to be in there and be in that rotation as well, but he's going to be out a little bit. But um, those are your defensive tackle body options 
Let's go to the defensive end spot, opposite of the Leo position. That's where your Tyler Barron, your Dominic Bailey's, your Tyree West, okay? Um, that position I'm excited about because I think all three of those guys will play. I think Tyler Barron, durability has always been an issue, but I think Dominic Bailey's had a really strong veteran portion of his time at Tennessee as a junior and as a senior. He's listed as a redshirt junior, but he's an upperclassman. Tyree West is going to be in on pass rushing situations, uh, getting after the quarterback. He can slide inside as well. Uh, I think Omar Norman Lott is going to be a really nice pass rusher for the interior of the defensive line. So I love this group. I do. Um, Tyree Weathersby is probably going to miss the season. True freshman, he would have been in this rotation, uh, but he's not because obviously he's going to miss some of the season. But um, a lot of bodies here are going to play. Again, your defensive tackle bodies, all four of these guys are going to play, but the two that are going to quote-unquote start probably Omar Norman Lott, Amari Thomas, and then behind that, Bryce Neeson's going to play a ton of snaps, uh, along with Karak Garland and David Hobbs, at least, uh, as a true freshman. Your defensive end position, Tyler Barron, Dominic Bailey will play about each of the snaps, you know, probably probably even out about the snaps there. Tyree West now coming up as a, a sophomore, he'll play a lot. And then those Leos, those four Leos, Roman Harrison, James Pierce, Joshua Josephs, and Caleb Herring, they're all going to play as well. I don't think I'm missing anybody that's going to be in the rotation just when Elijah Simmons gets back as well. So um, strength of Tennessee's defense, one of those is going to be the defensive line. Uh, strength of Tennessee's team overall is going to be the defensive line. I think these guys are going to be good, and uh, I'm excited to see how they can come and, and get after it and take advantage of a defensive line for Virginia that is going through a lot of growing pains. Brand new uh, offensive line coach as well. So more on Virginia as the week goes on, but that's kind of a look at the defensive line group for the University of Tennessee. Uh, guys, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for sending in those questions, comments, concerns, all that and more. We've got loads and loads of more content here on Locked On Balls as the week continues. Ward Wednesday tomorrow, Boogie Bentley Thursday, my preview Friday, maybe a crossover between now and then. We'll finish off the position previews and tell you everything you need to know about the Virginia Cavaliers, all that and more right here on Locked On Balls. Appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of your Tuesday.